Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. No hell below us. Above us only sky. Imagine all the people. Living for today. Yeah. You have diabetes and you're on Medicare, you may qualify for a free meter from... Hello, gentle listener. Welcome to another thrilling, marvelous... No, we're not gonna. We're not gonna. We're not gonna restart Hello, this. We already. Welcome to another exciting episode of Marvelous or the Death of Cinema. I'm your favorite host, Discourse Stew, and with what me the as fuck? <laughs> um, I'm. I'm, I'm gonna have to challenge. Host, Discourse. I'm gonna Stu. have to challenge that. Uh, well, I mean, we're we're hi. It's Nicole. You should know that already. <laughs> but we're we're here to make a we. Top of the hour, we have a very important announcement to make. Uh, yeah, you've got well, three yeah. for favorite now. Well, well, Sue and I, you as do. creative, creative, platonic partners, we've decided to adopt. So an African uh, child <laughs> <laughs> for just pennies a day. You could hear me talk about Grant Morris. <laughs> yeah, so we've made the collective decision that. Cole is great, and Cole needs to be our third bike. So Cole is now our third bike. Everybody, Miguel, insert yeah. like blow horns, celebrations, maybe Zalas. some people screaming, some people screaming, throwing some screams. Yeah, ins- insert the most stock like ho- hip hip hooray sound effect. Can, like, blow. Yeah, but the, the last yeah. one should be like a blood. <laughs> that sound clip that plays whenever you build a civic building in SimCity 2000. Yeah, like a park in- or a library. Okay. Um, in- insert the cheering from uh, from this one Jay Electronica song that I don't think was ever actually officially released. My name is Jay Electronica. I love y'all. I was I was just thinking, like at the very end, Miguel. Please, at the very end. I know I'm asking a lot of you, but at the very end, insert like a, a really blood curdling scream. <laughs> Very briefly, very briefly, like not even a full second, like half a second. We just love. I want to. I want to. I want to fuck with the audience. It's gonna be so funny when he doesn't do any of this, and then there's just like two <laughs> he minutes. Leaves it so. all in. Yeah, I, that, I, that I, is a honest, funny option too. I almost never actually listen to the show after it comes out because I just feel weird listening to myself talk. I yeah, do, I don't because like I'm a narcissist. I also won't sound like this every episode. I'm getting over a cold. Uh, First episode in a Marty flu game, Michael Jordan. So, uh, hopefully, by the time the next one comes out, I'll sound like a normal human being. Uh, but I'm happy to be here. Yeah, we're all we're all happy to be here talking about the the well received uh, icon of feminism breaking the glass ceiling, saving freedom and democracy from the, the pinnacle of who did that cinema this is my fight song 
Oh yeah. Uh Wonder yeah. Woman. Stopping uh, the Nazis. Yeah. Uh well, they weren't Nazis, yeah. This is Well, no, World War. And, and I don't think she did anything when World War So what the fuck was she doing when World War Two rolled around? She was just like, Y'all so, hear something? From what I understand about the Wonder Woman timeline in the uh the DC universe, the so the whole frame story of the first movie is you know her like regaining her confidence to go out into society but they yeah, have but that's a sequel that's sequel. also a period piece in which she goes out and helps people yeah i don't know but that still doesn't answer the question what the fuck was she doing while world war ii was going on they're they're all period pieces because uh oh my god a a real biological <laughs> Yeah, this joke sucks. There, not because it's slightly. It's not not because of transphobia. Just it's a stupid no, joke. No, no. But like you, you know, I, I feel like there's got to be like a Venn diagram overlap there between like the turf crowd and the epic Wonder Woman. Well, yeah, because people. well, like, Wonder I Wonder Woman is like such that, an icon of liberal feminism. Like her, it, like after at least she was since shelved, this movie. At least well, no, I even before yeah. like going back to like no, yeah, even, wave feminism. Yeah, she uh, she actually one of in one of the first like unauthorized like fan comics she appears in a, a feminist magazine. Uh, yeah, it was Ms. Ms. Magazine, the one that's right, or, or yeah. at least yeah, the cover. Um, it was the magazine founded by known um. Uh, CIA asset Gloria Steinem. Oh so. yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> I think that's also the magazine that that coined the phrase "woman is the N word of the world." I thought that was don't John quote Lennon. me on that. Well, John Lennon got it from a magazine that uh, that Yoko Ono was reading at the time. There's an interview that he okay. does uh, on like Johnny Carson or something, and he actually ends up performing the song at the end. Uh, where Miguel, do not insert any bit of that song into this episode. Woman, I will use my Miguel powers for good and uh, and not not compel him to uh insert it we we, we don't need to listen to uh john lennon's shitty music there's an enormous opportunity for some contemporary musical artist who is a person of color to release a song called n-words are the women of the world I would do that. I would do that in a heartbeat if I could sing. Oh my god! I'm, I'm actually. <laughs> just, no, just this is the most mad thing. that just I like really lean on the auto tune. Yeah, he can he can harmonize a little bit. There's actually he's in a uh, he plays Stevie Wonder in an epic rap battle of history, and he actually does a really good job. Of oh no shit! Approximating his voice against Wonder Woman, actually, it's Stevie Wonder versus Wonder Woman. <laughs> and I've now tied too, it too back bad he into Wonder see Wonder how short her skirt was. <laughs> yeah. In fact, the entire... Oh, can he? Oh, oh the conspiracy. The conspiracy. Wonder's not blind. Yeah. Miguel, <laughs> insert the, the entirety of the Stevie Wonder, Wonder Woman epic rap battle. No, no, not the... Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Now, how you gonna talk about a bad being blind? Why? You need to echo relocate to the 4th of July. Independent, or at least you try, but your first story is you running off with a guy. Okay, now let me tell the truth, cause I know you got the last soul. You got that whack flow, suffering sappho. The ceremony master blaster 
got more Grammys than your panties got star. Well, I'm a woman who wonders what you're thinking. Some of your records make me wish you started drinking. Even if I stick to the best selections, do YouTube videos raise some vision questions? Your ignorant questions can never cause as much pain as never knowing how stupid you look in your airplane. Put down 30%, add some reverb, make it vaporwave. Okay. Well, guys, you can't... Stevie Wonder Woman. There's our episode title. <laughs> Stevie Wonder Woman. Um, well, yeah, guys, if you haven't guessed it already, we're doing uh, 2017's Wonder Woman, directed by Patty Jenkins, uh, known as the first good DC cinematic universe movie. And this is a, uh, this is a wrong, why one of the wrong <laughs> pieces of historical revisionism that they ever pulled because. I remember believing that myself when the movie yeah, came out. I saw this and then I, I rewatched the theater. I rewatched all of them a few years ago, and I was like, "Wait a minute!" Like even the theatrical cut of Batman versus Superman yeah, is at least like Batman a little versus bit. Superman's a better movie than this. It's oh, better yeah. by pure virtue of just being stupider and like well, no, it looks funny better, and enjoyable. It's got better action. Yeah, but it does have better work. action. No, no I like Jesse Eisenberg. I, I, no, he's. I like awful. it because he's doing. He's doing a, be a, a Zuckerberg Howerton. thing. It sh- it should it's, be. It should be Glenn Howerton. I don't agree so with the. I don't agree with the interpretation of Lex Luthor as like a like Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg figure, but I do find uh, it fascinating. Like he's, sounds more like Chris Chan. A little bit, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was definitely a pop culture like take on on Zuckerberg because it was like. It was before everyone thought he was a lizard, you know. Well, it's just, it's just, it's because it's just, this did Scott, the social network guy, doing the same performance, exactly, uh, but more grading. But uh, we're here to talk about Wonder Woman, so I guess we yeah. should start with, uh, like, what, what's everybody's like context for Wonder Woman before this movie came out as a character? I uh, had basically none. Yeah. Um, mine just by virtue of you know being a feminist media studies person um and being just by virtue of being a fucking woman uh wonder woman just is a de facto even if it's like barbie where it's like even if you didn't necessarily like play with barbies a lot when you were like a young like girl like barbie like the iconography still has like an impact and like yeah uh, on your life um but I, I never really, I was never really, adve- I never got into Wonder Woman until like literally the other day after I found out her like real origins in like a Massachusetts based intellectual thruple, uh, also created by the people who founded like the polygraph test. And now I'm a, like a polygraph super in- for your polycule. <laughs> Well, and so now I'm like super kind of invested in just this, like the origins of Wonder Woman as a concept versus like what she's become in like, not just like the 21st century, but like how she's been appropriated by different like industries and like political movements that just are all erasing the fact that she was born of a a, a, a horny polycule. So that's of, that's of, about of, it. Of psychologists. <laughs> of psychologists. Psych- yep. Of, of Tufts University psychologists. <laughs> yeah, I, isn't that Ivy League? 
Tufts, no. Harvard, yes. I think he taught. I think in the in the movie. Oh, I'm gonna spit out my. First of all, I thought the movie sucked. Well, let's let's uh, let's. But, uh, that's what I've heard. Let's yeah. let's have yeah. we'll do their. Uh... Yeah, I. Oh yeah, um, give us give us give us your one. Yeah, I probably have the, the most. Books. Yeah, which is is this is gonna happen a lot. Uh, this is yeah, this is really that's why we hire you for this, but. Oddly enough, this is the the one character that I, I I can say that I haven't read like every single one of their appearances. But my mom was a huge uh, is a huge Wonder Woman fan. Uh, she has like a, a bunch of Wonder Woman memorabilia going back to the uh, the Linda Carter show in the sixties or seventies. Uh, I'm not sure actually when the decade of that came out, and I ended up actually finding out about the Polycule thing like really early on like i was probably 12 when i found it out because my mom would just buy all these like history of wonder woman books and occasionally and a lot of them would sanitize it you know uh oh yeah especially especially I mean, yeah. the one in the 90s that i had uh sanitized the hell out of it where she gets like a paragraph or two um and i there is a the, the fantastic book uh secret history of wonder woman uh, which is like the gold standard for uh, for biographies on this was actually like a, a gift uh, from my mom to me because she was like, "Hey, check this out. Uh, this guy's crazy." And I'm like, "Holy shit! You're not lying. This guy, this guy is insane, uh, or was insane." And that's about it. And Nicole, uh... I already said mine. Yeah, but then you're gonna talk about the oh, you watched um, the, the biopic. About, okay, uh, well, it's not, a bi- it's not a biopic. Um, I'm, I, yeah, I'm just gonna throw out my watch something else recommendation early. Um, it's a, a movie that came out in like 2017. It's called Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman. Uh, it's yes, like a not not a you know completely, but I I think it's it's like well it's like a. Well, it's, it's, it is the true story of, like, the the creator, Wonder Woman, William Marston, um, and uh, his wife and their lover. Uh, and, it, like, Wonder Woman kind of plays only, like, a peripheral role in, like, the, the, the rap narrative and really only towards the end. It's more like a, a, a character drama about these three people. Uh, and their thruple being—it's very funny. They're, the, they're struggling the family, for a thruple in the tw- in the twenties, thirties, and forties. Uh, the family's like official line on on it, right? Is that they like were never a thing? You know, they just like the the the, the oh sure, their no, the, yeah, the, the same way you know, Yukio Mishima wasn't gay and all that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's super interesting. So I guess, um, yeah. So he was well. Wonder Woman was the creation of uh uh william marston who he was a psychologist he was probably best known for innovating a disc theory which was just like a sort of method of psychology um like shit to do with like uh oh i I just watched the movie yesterday it stands for dominance in something submission something else but no his whole his whole like psychological practice was very much based in like 
analyzing power dynamics between people. So it's like unsurprising that yeah, shit, like BDSM, like he was getting dog walked. Yeah, that he, yeah, they was getting. Do- oh, and okay. yeah, when I looked up, they they all also in that movie they reenact the uh, baby party. I was yeah. The, the, <laughs> oh the, man, the, there's a recreation the of a baby party sorority ritual where you act like a baby. It's um, so fucking. Why were people so fucking weird back then? What the fuck? Unlike <laughs> us, you are totally normal. We're totally normal. <laughs> we're totally normal. I say as I I look at my Richard Gear Museum T-shirt. Um, like I think it just goes to show that every people have always been freaks. It was just easier to not see it in others before the internet. It was oh, yeah. just more. It's just more obscured. Um. So yes, that brings us to Wonder Woman, the character, uh, with her lasso that makes you tell the truth, and her uh, bullet deflecting yes. bracelets that mirror the bracelets that the aforementioned third party to that marriage they're, war. They're your, they're yes, Olive Byrne. Yeah, who was the uh, niece of Margaret Sanger? Also, yep. yes, she was um, a fan. Right? Her, I forget. Yeah. Yeah, she was Margaret. Like, well, I I- yeah, there's, there's just you know like. Oh no, yeah, not Margaret. So all, all Byrne was we- like, she was like hot, right? Uh probably. I, I mean, I, I, if, fuck, she, if she pulled, if she pulled like a hot profile, oh, I don't, I don't know. He's played by Luke Evans in, in the movie, and he's he's a, he's pretty easy on the eyes, but, um. Yeah, no, there's uh, Wonder Woman's origins are completely horny. And uh, guess what? Guess, guess what? A lot of these totally adaptations from this movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For one. Any any um, sort of emotion, uh, human feeling, you know, uh, anything that the audience can relate to or find any sort of common ground, all that's not there. Well, let's hold on. Let's let's give this a little bit more setup because you know, yeah. not for for this movie in terms of just like kind of the landscape it was released in. Because we're this is you know DC Warner Brothers have already released you know the a handful of DC cinematic universe movies that have done middling to very poorly. Yeah, made made money, but like pretty reviled by critics. They're they're floundering and they're throwing everything at the wall to see what'll stick. Yeah, so they're they're like they've lost their at this point. Yeah, and it's it's the era of Trump now. Uh, The 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 culture war has been escalated to a fever pitch by that, Um, and it's very much the era. Yeah, pre box. just you know, this was like May 2017. So this is you know like several months before, like the Harvey Weinstein allegations drop and like Me Too yeah. begins. But it's but it's we're, very we're still much after, uh, like Lady Ghostbusters and yeah, there's a post Lady oh, Ghostbusters. Yeah. I think yeah. that's why I thought this movie came out in 2015 or whatever. What year did Lady Ghostbusters come out? 2016. 2016. Yeah. 2016. 2016. Okay. Yeah. So we're in the just complete, like an era of complete hysteria. Um, and 
like Wonder Woman had already made her debut in Batman versus Superman. And if I recall correctly, I think like, you know, of course, a lot of the reception to that movie was very negative. But uh, I saw like multiple film reviewers and multiple people say like of the very few things they liked about that movie that they liked Wonder Woman, which I think we we noted was weird when we talked about that movie because Gal Gadot can't fucking act. Yeah, yeah she's she's like also barely, she barely does anything. That much. Yeah, they just um, well, they just like the concept of Wonder Woman. They just like the concept of Wonder Woman who fight as good as the guys. Yeah, she she did that. People, she had her. She did that moment. Um, and this is also coming off of I like the couple of years before, like the the Joss Whedon script of the unmade of his unmade yeah, Wonder okay, Woman. Yeah, because that was supposed to be like a big deal in the mid to late 2000s was the the they, they kept trying to get the joss whedon wonder woman off the ground yeah they thought he was perfect for it because he did buffy and yeah stuff and yeah He's so there was one, yeah so that was yeah that i think that leaked in 2016 or 2017 so i feel like part of the like mental setup for like how people were going into this movie expect like you know knowing okay dc has been really shitty with these movies before uh and just like in terms of like people were just like they gotta get wonder woman right they gotta get wonder woman right like right in terms of like you know depicting a woman like rightly on screen but Um, but also like this is the first you know aside from that linda carter show from the 70s just like Wonder woman hasn't had the same like she hasn't got a legacy of movies going back to the 80s or the 70s or the 90s which is yeah. kind of an, an anomaly like considering she's all she's like as iconic like in the same like like echelon as like you know your spider-man your like captain america your superman your batman and yet she doesn't have the same sort of like media footprint Aside from yeah, the, the Linda Carter the show. show, yeah, yeah. Aside from the Linda Carter TV show, well, there was, and then there was the there was a pilot that was filmed for a network yeah. television show in 2011, and all I remember about that was it didn't get picked up, and people were criticizing the Wonder Woman outfit for looking like it was straight out of like a porno. Which is funny because you posted a picture of the costume and it's it's like it's it's low budget, but it's not. It, it looks like it looks very party city. Yeah. Um, there's yeah, there's he, definitely worse costumes from that era, but it's like you know if they got picked up, I'm sure they would have put some more. Would have been just another it, one of those you know? CW DC shows that has like no budget and almost assuredly, yeah. If I had to guess that it was because they tried to do like 80 billion show, they tried to do an Aquaman show, uh, or they did do an Aquaman show actually for four episodes. Uh, that was released straight to iTunes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, they buried the shit out of it. I don't think it's ever gotten a physical release, uh, except for, I think it might be on the Smallville box set. I'd have to check my my copy of that. Uh, but yeah, they, they did not fucking they tried to do, I mean, the Green Arrow show was originally going to be set in the, like, Smallville world uh yeah they did they tried to do a lot yeah i mean 
I'm 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 really just figuring it was just you know not just the sort of like political hysteria going on at the time, but also just people were kind of prepared for the worst or expecting the worst. Yeah, but like yeah. like at least, well, here's the thing: we have to be careful because we're talking about like critics and like people that pay attention to this stuff that are like media aware to some degree yeah that's not necessarily reflective of mass audiences that just show up and watch a movie and don't think about this shit ever yeah most of them Uh, yeah i think more or less kind of still liked the dc movies like i mean i mean I think you're, Batman vs. Like Superman average, made like half a billion or something. Yeah, seven hundred. Yeah, they, they, they were profitable. Yeah, well. I think like your average guy going to the theater probably basically liked Batman v Superman. Or, yeah, I, I don't. Oh yeah, your average dude. Movie. That's an average dude movie. Average dudes love that shit. Average dudes yeah. love Zack Snyder. Because he is. He's he's, he's, a, he's, he's got a fella. like exactly ninety five IQ. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what made he the makes Snyder movies cut for the so fellas. cool. Yeah, was because it was like it was like seeing a moron try and grasp philosophy and like being very <laughs> earnest about it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was. It was. It, it, he was. He was doing like I think we came to this conclusion. He was trying to do Watchmen with his Superman and Batman action figures. Yeah. Yeah. He just keeps making Watchmen. Um, he loves but, Watchmen. But, with, but like uh, more optimistic, like try, still coming out the other side, like superheroes are good. Yeah. Damn, I'm so excited to, to the, watch to the Snyder this, Cut on this. It's yeah. going to be crazy. Well, it's it's like nothing else that he's done. No, I'm, I am curious about it. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I, genu- I was genuinely moved to tears at part of it. It was like I was because I was someone that didn't going into it. I liked Batman versus Superman. I didn't like Man of Steel. Uh, I didn't like any of his other movies. You know, I had at at one point fallen for like the like oh he's a you know he's a secret fascist or whatever, and he's like not really that much more fascist than anyone else that makes movies. Uh, and yeah, no, I agree. I remember that. watching it. Uh, I think when it premiered or whatever on HBO and I was like, wow, like I didn't, I didn't know that you had this like appreciation for humanity in you. Yeah. But well, that, uh, <laughs> but that brings us back to wonder woman. Yeah. Guess, wonder guess woman does who, not have this appreciation of no. humanity. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, guess who's one of the, one of the four screenwriters, uh, or yeah. no sto- story by Zack Snyder. Uh, also, yeah, you know what? Also, on on the note of just like collective pre delusion expectation, I think people were also like, "Oh, Patty Jenkins, it's a female director. You know, maybe if we get a woman in there, they'll be she'll be able to fix this uh, DCU mess." Um, so it like it feels like it was also kind of like like pre like cognitive conditioning. Just you know, people like deluding yourself. It's like you know, this is this has to be good. This has to be good, and you leave feeling like it was good, and then you revisit it several years later, not in a packed audience, and with you know the hindsight of several years wiser and uh, a lot more cynical. And you're like, this 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 lady sounds like she's deaf and can't act. Yeah. What is she doing on screen? Yeah, she was. Oh man. 
Patty Jenkins directed nothing between Monster and Wonder Woman. No, she did nothing stuff. but nothing, yeah, she did nothing but television. The which, killing stuff, yeah. Which I do, I do think like my just instinctually, I feel there because like this, we're gonna trash this movie a shit ton, but I that a completely spurious interpretation of ragging on Wonder Woman is to be like, oh well, you don't like it because it's female. No, 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 no. No, women are perfectly capable of making shitty things too. Yeah. But I, I I think I think it wasn't a conscious hiatus from like filmmaking. Patty Jenkins said I I get the feeling she probably had things she really wanted to do like as a per, as a filmmaker herself after Monster because that one Charlie's there on the Oscar. That's a pretty big deal as a filmmaker, but I get the feeling she, you know, went to studios and they're like, yeah, we don't want to take a risk on like a female director, like, you know, your projects or whatnot. Um, and, you know, she went to TV, but I, she, she, we mentioned it in the Thor Dark World episode. She did have involvement. I, she was like first in line to be director for that. And I think she wrote, she wrote a draft of the screenplay. Um, and I, I guess DC just scooped her up right after that i think but yeah it's like why patty jenkins i i wonder why she made the pivot like if if only i can only imagine just for like money and opportunity yeah. it was the only opportunity there yeah well that's why anybody like i feel like almost nobody actually wants to make these movies well, no, Zack snyder does Zack snyder <laughs> loves making yeah. movies. <laughs> but i think a lot of the people involved in these movies aren't interested in them except as vehicles for their, which is true of a lot of movies. Yeah. Um, There's not even like a tangential reference to anything comic book related. Like, it's not even like a, like a gun movie where you can tell that he like, you know, went to Barnes and Noble and picked up some guardians of the galaxy books or something. Even if he thinks that he's smarter than the comics and he, you know, all that, like there is nothing here. If you're a comic book person, there you could you could tell me audience, that this is original IP, and I would yeah. believe. Because I think the the main audience, I think they're at least they were well the main audience they were marketing this yeah, for the, was the main women. audience doesn't read comics. <laughs> was yeah, and the, it was women. yeah, and and the main audience women. I'm sorry, I, but no, ladies, I'm not we saying don't women really don't read, read comics. I'm but not, like, I'm not saying women a, don't read comics. Yeah. I'm saying the main audience of movies doesn't read comics. Yeah. In general. Uh, and the main audience of women that they want to market this because there's there is actually a surprising number i think it's like it, it, it's been as high as 60 percent sometimes uh yeah no but they make up a, a big yeah it's not it's not who they're marketing yeah this it's, movie but too. you know yeah, un- Hil- hillary diehards don't read like yeah yeah well, yeah that, every, we, a lot of people were still with hashtag with her when this movie came out too this is my fight yeah, because yeah. of course Wonder Woman is like an iconography of liberal feminism. Just going back yeah. to you know Gloria Steinem featuring her on the cover of Mrs. or Miss Magazine, and that was like her you know pop culture revival after being shelved for decades. So which which fucking sucks. Um, so that's you know as soon as Trump gets into the White House and you know hashtag resists starts trending like women like you know good good reason more than good reason to be like 
mad and critical of Trump, but just I mean, oh, the, yeah, the way that was like, oh yeah, but like a Republican leader quickly, in general is a bad thing. It quickly became an industry in and of itself, and yeah. this is oh, yeah. this was the movie for that market group of you know hashtag. Still with her girl boss. Middle class women who identified with Hillary Clinton because they identified with that whole, uh, I'm the vice president, but I should be the CEO. Yeah. Like, deal. Like, that's their glass ceiling is going from a high six figure salary job in executive management to being the CEO. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is why there's so little substance to it under that she's good and she's strong and she's right. And oh, she is very Stupid strong. men are fighting wars with each other. I mean, um, if, if she has a flaw, I guess her flaw is that she's like naive about like she thinks like this, this war solution is so simple, but she ends up being right in the end. So like she's she, she's it, um she. She's uh well the the movie kind of sort of gestures at the idea that you know people fight wars anyways Ares is just representative or magnifying that um oh yeah the plot is that Ares the god of war started World War One um which you and, have and, many issues with and she's here to kill uh and she 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 leaves her magic island of isolation because her mission is to kill Ares. Uh, well, she she does that after Chris and bring Pine peace among men after he crashes his his crash, plane. Yeah, yeah. a, a hot guy um, crashes his his plane on an island, and she rescues him from drowning in a scene just completely ripped from The Little Mermaid. Just that that part oh, yeah, was completely yeah. ripped off in The Little Mermaid. Um, that I mean, that's what a lot of this movie is: is the The Little Mermaid, and also just uh, Captain America: uh, The First Avenger. Yeah, they really were using that as the template. That's for this movie. it's um, it's like even when I saw that, like after getting out about it, like I think that was part of the reason I deluded myself into thinking this movie was good when it came out, is because it was just doing what the First Avenger did. If it had a if it had a tool soundtrack, I think I'd like Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, uh, fun fact. Oh, yeah. Unless, it, well, you've already posted about it, but share the fun fact. Yeah. yeah no. If you, uh, if you, I believe it's the second ever Captain America trailer has a uh, a tool needle drop about midway through. Oh, right. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's still up on yeah. Marvel's YouTube channel. If you just look up Captain America tool trailer, it's like the first hit, uh, and it's in full HD, so you can see. You know, you can you can Chris, put that Chris shit Evans up on the big beautiful screen. Beautiful abs and full resolution. Yeah, but yeah, uh, cool. So I guess we'll just jump into the movie itself. Then um, we we yeah. start with, and this is one of those movies that's kind of hard to explain all the little ways. It's just kind of like takes stuff that should be fun and makes it boring and tedious. Uh, we we start with. Uh, what I feel like might have been added late in the pre-production process, an intro where we just watch um, Wonder Woman grow up on warrior lesbian hippie island. Themascus? Um, Themascus? Themascura. Themascura. Yeah, yeah. Why, why, why should I ever pronounce it? The young actresses playing her don't have her fucking goofy Israeli accent. None of the actors on Lesbos Island do, so they all have to approximate like 
Yeah, yeah. What sounds like a a brain damaged drunk Irish leprechaun. Yeah, Robin Wright is like her mom figure. And because everyone, because they need to explain Gal Gadot's accent as being the accent of this uh, island, I guess. Robin Wright is constantly trying to do this accent and it keeps shifting between like Irish and Scottish and Welsh and Australian. And it's, it's like, she so can't bad. It oh, it's, it's, it's pretty bad. <laughs> you keep doubting yourself, Diana. No, I don't. Yes, you do. No, I don't. It's a, it's a shame. Princess Buttercup, what has become of you? Yeah. I guess being married to Sean Penn for years will do that. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and then, yeah, she grows up and it's like, she's super tough and super powerful and doesn't even know her own strength. And whoop, yep, yeah, a hot guy falls from the sky and they're hidden. Oh yeah, there's some backstory about how Zeus created the Amazons to like bring peace and love between men. Which right. I, I, didn't mind. I actually kind of them. enjoyed that segment. I kind of liked how it looked. Visually, it was okay because it, it kind of had like a painting look to it. But um, the it makes no sense. Yeah, it's it's not from the comics. It doesn't. It, and, and then they, they there's like this war that kills all the gods, and so the Amazons, who are supposed to bring peace and love between men, are just isolated on this island for all eternity until. 3,000, 4,000 years later, uh, Chris Pine falls from this guy. But also, apparently, they have literature from Thucydides and stuff, and she can speak Chinese because they can speak all like it. Like, they're, they're like, they're, the movie is so, in, in, and I know it sounds cinema sinzy, but it just shows how little thought went, like, like, it's so little thought went into these elements of the movie. Um, or, or, or they were sacrificed in favor of convenient plotting or, or stupid kind of soy jokes. Um, yeah, you can really anyway, tell yeah, this movie Chris has Pine. what, like five screenwriters or whatever. Yeah, there's no, there's no arc. The entire movie feels like it's spinning its wheels. Uh, yeah, no, like so much nothing happens in this movie. We our first big action sequence, aside from like Amazon women training, is um, a bunch of Germans who are chasing after uh, Chris Pine, who somehow their boats are keeping up with his airplane. I don't know how boats can be right behind an airplane, even an airplane from 1918. Just, yeah. Like you're, you're talking like, like, like even an air, even an airplane of that era is like 10, like five, 10 times faster than a boat. Uh, yeah. They're right behind them. And they just roll in to this island and storm the beach chasing them. And we get he a must, big, he really must have stupid, been really low on, fl- on fuel or some shit. Cause I guess. Yeah. yeah. But we get like a really stupid fight between a bunch of German soldiers and these Amazons who just, they it run face looks first like in the gunfire. It it is because we get some of those Zack Snyder slow mo shots, but they're they, like the editing is very jarring. The staging isn't very good. Yeah, they, the CGI body doubles the, are very obvious. Yeah, there's a. They lot did not of, have um, the Z- the Zack Snyder rins for the. Yeah, there's a lot of using close ups to obscure the fight choreography and the whole thing. Just yeah, it doesn't flow. It looks stupid, and uh, everybody just brawls on the beach for a while until all and the Germans it's, are it's dead. Kind of funny though too because it's just like these like warrior women like jumping off of the cliff and just getting like you know they're, the German guys in the muscle like, just getting shot like yeah they're repelling like idiots. commandos down um with their bows and arrows but it's like I, I feel like they should be able to fight better than they do for being like, <laughs> yeah they suck divinely created <laughs> yeah. and like seemingly immortal they 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 don't do a great job um 
Like they don't like form their archers up and hang back and like bombard these guys on their beach with no cover with indirect fire or anything. Yeah, because because these mind you, these Germans are going up against a sheer cliff face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, it's, it's the like, entire like the really entire advantage sh- was against a, a really the, shitty is, landing, and they go they go down the cliff to meet them in hand to hand combat. It's very yeah. stupid. Um, they don't. Uh, yeah, they don't. It, it's weird because it's like you, you're supposed to be, you, you know, directly descended from the people that like invented tactics, and then there. Yeah, and so we we get some bullshit, bad for like again, Gal Gadot is a. Uh, not only does she talk funny, she's just a void of charisma. Like she sucks so bad. It's not just she's not like she, oh she's not oh, the best yeah. actress ever. She, she you know she, there's like you, know, you get actors that like you know, like a Schwarzenegger or Keanu Reeves. They're not like the greatest actors, but they have like some kind of screen presence that like fits in the right movie. She she's not that. She has she, nothing. It's just like dragging some girl from your high school up on stage in drama class, and she's trying to read lines. She's um, not. Even, but she, she hit her. She sexy. hit her head going up, like walking up to the stairs. So she like, yeah. or, or like someone like shot a air gun right by her ear. So she has like <laughs> ringing in her ear. So she sounds like Marley Matlin. I am Wonder Woman. <laughs> she's she can't even do sexy right, which is like the easiest. Especially if you're an yeah, attractive, she, like, female. She's like, very Somebody beautiful. Is, she's very beautiful. pretty. In, 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 in an abstract way, yes, beautiful in, in, like, a statue way. But, like, that, like, lack of charisma, just, like, there's no sex appeal there or anything with her. Like, yeah, no juice. No juice No, there. she has no chemistry with Chris Pine, so all of the... Which is hard to... Which I think is hard hard to like not have chemistry with chris pine because he is just, oh like, yeah like, he he's is very he's very charismatic he's you know and very he's, he's, given, he's not my favorite chris he's given he's, all his all yeah he's given us all he's putting his bussy into uh not steve rogers yeah every every other actor that's on screen uh with a couple other exceptions is is like trying to drag godot across the finish line and failing horribly it's really sad uh but Long story short, there's a bunch of bullshit and yeah, well, they got it. They got it. And we got to learn about, oh, there's the God killer sword. And you're in one room. like, oh, and Chris Pine tells her about World War One. She's like, oh, this this must be Ares. Because she's like weird, but she's like, I've I've read all of such and such ancient authors treatises on biology and sexual pleasure. And I know Thucydides. And also, I am completely naive girl child like. Mia Jovovich in the Fifth Element. Um, I guess yeah, that's great characterization. That it's like, a strong woman character. She's never mystified by a car or like a plane or anything. Yeah, but but like, then she does get like, mystified by horses. But which she, they yeah, have. you're right. <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't understand. No, she gets mystified with someone's like whipping whipping a donkey to get a a, a cart out of the and a, and a baby and. Which uh, could but, which could work if you specify that she just doesn't understand like being mean to the horses, but it's yeah, like but here's the thing. she she's so confused by the concept that people still fight wars with each other, but she's read Thucydides and that's what he writes about. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 trying to like not without reason do the similar fish out of water thing. I think it does the fish yeah, out they of water want thing fish better than water, like Thor. They also want does, her to be like but, a, a genius and deeply yeah. philosophical in yeah. just everything to everyone, right? Yeah, like, where that's you counterintuitive. You can't have her be 
that naive and that like you can do the like book smart but knows nothing of the world thing, but that's also not yeah. what yeah. you're doing with her. No, um, not at all. There, she's she acts like a child in in this. Movie. It is, and it's really she doesn't understand like casual wear where she like she gets mystified at one point why they're not wearing armor. Uh, it's just there's so much in this movie where you can tell that they are that the like the, the maybe the last screenwriter came in and just ripped like three of the drafts they had and stapled them together and was like fuck it this is the movie they, they had we, they had like someone who worked on a Dan Harmon show come in uncredited and just like add jokes to yeah them on top of that and that always means you get jokes jokes that are just there to be jokes that don't fit the character or the context or just slotted in um and it just throws off the tone in the world and, and everything um so yeah so she steals uh all of her accruements that make her wonder woman and sets off with chris pine to go to london so that she can go to germany so that she can kill Ares and stop the war well, they, get on a, they get on they got on like an antique style sailboat they fuck, although it's completely sexless. There's like some awkward. No, they flirting. cut away. They, they kiss and they then kiss cut, and away. cut away. The next yeah, morning, it sucks. yeah. Um, and the like, next morning, they're in London and they're being towed by a tugboat. And he's like, oh, "We caught a ride." No, that's no, that's that. No, that's the sex thing happens later. Oh no, it happens later. They just sleep yeah. next to each other on the boat, right? Yeah, yeah they have a whole soy dialogue they, like, thing about uh, you know. Oh yeah, do you need meat before? Because she, they imply she eats pussy. Because it's 1918, Chris Pine is like, oh, I, I, you know, I believe in marriage before sex, but um, well, one, there's always been people have always been horny and not cared about that uh, in history. Yeah. Uh, and, case in point, the creator of Wonder Woman, yeah, had a poly- yeah. Who, would have, who would be about the same age Chris Pine's character is supposed to be in this yeah. movie? Who'd been born in like the 1890s or something? Two, Chris Pine and no one in this movie, almost in particular, Chris Pine sounds like someone from 1918. They just sound like people from 2017, which is like, like, I'm not saying you need to be have like super amazing period dialogue for this kind of movie, but at least don't sound like a guy from 2017, you know, like it's really painful, yeah. but yeah, no, it, they, in one night, it's just like, well, a steamship pulled us along in one night. They get from the Eastern Very Mediterranean to London. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. You could you could hitch that thing up to a fucking speedboat that goes like a hundred miles an hour. It would still like take you. A, it would still take you a fucking uh, like a like days to get to London. That's re- I know again. I know this sounds like cinema sin shit, but it's like treating the audience like they're too stupid to have ever seen a map. It's really frustrating. <laughs> like it just again, it exactly. shows the lack of thought that went into anything in this movie. Yeah, it's, which it's- is. Trying to get the wrong kind of suspension of disbelief. Yeah. But this, but again, because this is a movie that wants to pretend it has things to say about like love and war and human nature and how humanity is like kind of bad, but worth fighting to redeem. And that all falls apart if you don't think about the things you're talking about even a little bit. Um, and that just kind of goes for this movie's whole fucking depiction of World War One, which is just like sub history channel cliches and then just nothing the she she has later in the movie she has a super powered fight with eric von ludendorff the actual like supreme commander of german forces who was functionally the military dictator yeah. of germany and it's in the last year or two of the war and and, and the worst part, goddamn the worst part is one- it's boring and it sucks too. <laughs> you're like, forgetting like, one thing. Well, Luden, 
Ludendorff, right? Well, Ludendorff in in yeah. the logic of this movie, he is working with Doctor. Her name's Doctor Poison, and like what Chris Chris Pine has She's uncovered. So yeah, Chris Pine's character is yeah. he's uncovered plans for Doctor Poison, who has developed this like new super deadly a, a gas super deadly that, chemical weapon that they're going to bomb London with um, to you know turn the tide of the war. No, they're. So, I think they're gonna. Oh, they're gonna kind of bomb everything, but like. Because oh yeah, Ares' ultimate plan is to use World War One to just have humanity exterminate each other because humanity is so terrible. He wants to bring peace by exterminating humanity. One so of those, he like, he pulled the trigger on Arthur Dan. Yeah, <laughs> he did, well, he did it mention, for the lulls. They never mention. It's they just, never yeah, mention it though. It's just you could do something in England and America. Don't you, could, you, could, you need like, like France. You could do something into this movie, even though they did the bulk of the fighting on the Western Front. No fucking Russia. No, I mean the 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 Ottomans get a brief shout out, which is where they're manufacturing some of the chemical weapons before. There's the guy with the fez. Yeah. yeah. Um, no Austria or Serbia, which was like the whole thing that started the war. Like just. I don't know why, thing. especially if you have the reveal that it's, that Ares was working on the side of the um, Brits or whatever. I don't know why you don't have a... Because that's the whole thing with World War One. It, it was a bunch of alliances that cascaded in on each other. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean like, and, both sides used chemical weapons. The, the British used yeah. chemical weapons on rebellious uh, I- I- Iraqi uh, populations in the 20s. They dropped... Yeah, I don't know place. why you like, don't have a scene of or, like, a little montage of Ares just in different forms. You know, you can even get different actors or have whatever the fuck that guy's name yeah, is do different cool. voices he, he of like him just he, manipulating all the sides but no they yeah, have to they have to Ares, like fucking pull the reveal and then do nothing with it Ares turns out not to be Eric von Ludendorff he turns out to be David Thewlis's so Professor Lupin some, somebody <laughs> some, he's somebody in the British government that is sort of like running their mission behind enemy lines in the back he's the, the he's the one calling for an armistice yeah specifically so it's supposed to be a big but, twist that the the one guy calling for peace in the British in uh, British like yeah because uh, because the point cabinet. is like oh wow both sides want to keep the war going in ways because they profit from it and stuff and this like it is such a vague just but it's just like like yeah no it's the British it's Empire is- yeah because you mentioned like they treat World War One Germany like it's, it's kind of synonymous with the Nazis but the the British Empire was so much. And I mean, don't get me wrong, like the German Empire had African colonies before the war. They did plenty of bad things. But like the Belgians in the Congo, the British Empire, like there was no good guy. No, there was nothing yeah. to fight for. Um, and like, I guess the movie sort of vaguely gestures at some kind of equivalence. But most of the movie, she's just she, she she's like, oh, so compassionate and weeping at babies and animals. But then she just kills as much as she says she wants to end the war for everybody. She just like, kills German guys without compunction the whole movie like exactly. doesn't think twice about like every single like german guy that she fucking mashes through a brick wall um in scenes that are like there's like one one decent action scene in the whole movie and i and i could forgive so much of this stuff if the movie had like more visual flair and better action but it, it doesn't yeah because it's if it had rooms yeah, because they're trying to split the difference. Like they're trying to be like Marvel, where it's you know there's more soy dialogue, it's more lighthearted. It's got that girl bossy element that they'd start leaning into, but 
it's also still trying to be a DC movie where it's more desaturated and a little grimmer and more serious. And we're going to act like we're, 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 we've got themes and things to say. And it just like that is just no substance to it, which makes it more like a Marvel movie. Like I, we found more to talk about thematically with the Snyder movies, even if we didn't like them. Um, but this, this movie is just a gesture. Um, sorry. Yeah, it's, it's lib femme. <laughs> like personified it's, as it a is like that tweet spectacle. that's like if if women were all the presidents there wouldn't be any wars um which is you know obviously bullshit i mean we've had yeah. women political leaders what did, what did margaret thatcher do uh in the falklands uh you know what did indira gandhi do i don't know some some <laughs> shit i'm sure Catherine, <laughs> great. Yeah. she didn't start any wars um but yeah, so I, I think I want to kind of end my rant there. Like I could go on and on about how dumb all this stuff is, but I think that gets to the point. It's it's dumb and there's nothing behind it. Um, uh, and then, yeah, a lot of the movie is just wheel spinning. We we get to London. She's she, Dan is in such a hurry to to go. She's like, you're going to take me to Aries so I could kill him. And he's like, well, we've got to I've got to talk to my bosses in London, even though he's an American with the American Expeditionary Force. Um, yeah, they they have time uh, for to do like a my fair lady. And thing yeah, 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 yeah. They, the movie stops dead for her to try on outfits because the, women be the, shopping. The, because women be shopping. Yeah, with the uh, annoying pudgy secretary. Yeah, yeah. That who? Um, what's what's that girl's name? I did not like. She was giving Rebel Wilson energy. I did not yeah. like it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember she was she was in Shaun of the Dead. Would, yeah, yeah, she's very annoying in this movie. Very mugging uh, for the camera. Uh, the maybe the second worst performance behind um, Gal Gadot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, again, we can't. We can't. The fact that this movie, like, there is barely a scene where she's not in it, like, at all, s- at all, like, Just, hardly, yeah. hardly Which a scene get- where she's not in. In the fact that it's it's writing. Com- this movie is riding completely on Gal Gadot and it's just like she has the acting like if you distilled like that that uh the the really stupid answer from that like Miss America pageant about like you know the Iraq war and countries such as like if you condense that in into like a person well, I, That's be- Gal Gadot. I, I totally believe she was a beauty queen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's um, like if you give a, yeah. Like if you gave a she's, you know, stupid beauty queen. She, she reminds me of, there's this like, like indie art game that just came out called, uh, who's Lila. And you have to like control your character's facial inspection and, uh, uh expressions manually with the mouse. So you have to like drag one corner okay. of the mouth down, then the other to frown and stuff. And Gal Gadot looks like she's doing that the whole movie. Like she's like, oh, what does a sad face look like? And then you see her like move an eyebrow, move an eyebrow, <laughs> make a <laughs> frown. Um, there's like like you look into her eyes, and there's just nothing going on back there. Man. No, not at all. <laughs> Um, I, I want to read a quote from the production of the movie. Uh, oh yes, Gal Gadot. Uh, uh, talking about her her story conversations with Patty Jenkins, um, and and you're going to find where I post it, I, and you're going to read can... it in Gal Gadot's voice. Yeah, because you are an expert on Israeli accents. Yeah, um, Gadot stated that for a long time, people didn't know how to approach the story when 
Um, when Patty and I had our creative conversations about the character, we realized that Diana can still be a normal woman, one with a very high values, but still a woman. She can be sensitive, she is smart and independent and emotional. She can be confused. She can lose her confidence. She can have confidence. She is everything. She has a human heart. You sound, None of that's in the movie. You like, sound like Rosie O'Donnell in Riding the Bus with My Sister. <laughs> <laughs> well, so does Gal Gadot, apparently. Yeah, apparently. Uh, can you do the rest of the episode like that? Uh, <laughs> I would prefer not to. People would stop listening. No. But like, or- that's, that's that thing where it's like, you read reviews, you see people talk about movies like this, and they're told that's what the story is, and they can go through the movie and pick out a line here, a bit there, and in, and like they can like pull those themes out of the movie. But like, it's not really there it's just inviting projection but it's like it's the slim it's like we say with all these like so many marvel movies and stuff they want you to think it's about all these things but they just it's, the yeah, scantest it's the scantest implication or hint of them and then let you do the rest of the work so that the movie yeah. can be kind of everything to everyone and not lose anybody anywhere um because that's not in the movie there's the vaguest sense she's disappointed at the end when chris pine dies uh, doing what Captain America does at the end of First Liter- Avenger, basically. Literally, literally. Yeah. Like, it's... And, at, like, after, we all watched the movie together, and immediately after, just just because Cole dropped that tidbit about the tool uh, needle <laughs> drop in the, the trailer, we're like, oh, let's watch, watch our trailer, and just the whole time we're like, look how colorful this looks. This looks nice. And, I, and it's like, well, we already did that episode. I watched remember? Dracula. I watched the 1930s Dracula, Dracula in this movie. Yeah. And this was, that had more color in it, and it's a black and white. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I mean, like, I had a lot of problems with First Avenger. It's maybe the best Marvel movie, which is such, again, yeah. saying very little. Um, the, the guy in the airplane propeller. Yeah, the guy had air- that. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. And and so, like, we don't get a really strong sense that, like, her convictions are challenged. She's just, like, you know, like, like the, 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 the kind of basic, the, the, like, the end argument with her and David Thewlis, who, like, when they flash back, it's not just, like, Ares has taken the guise of this elderly british man he's just always no he's always like david thewlis <laughs> since 5000 bc just the most he can also turn, he can, he can also turn like 300 feet tall right yeah and yeah i like david so, thewlis it's just weird yeah. that the, 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 the aries the god of war has like always looked like that um, he looks he looks like a like i mean it's a, it's like a you most of our, our listener listeners will probably recognize this guy from uh, Harry Potter, but so he's like the most British looking guy, he's like very very slight, very very slight, but with this big you know bushy like you know mustache. Just Google, just Google so with like so it. like so like with muscles, like you can't help but just imagine like oh, a Tom of Finland looking guy, CGI yeah. muscle armor on him, and it oh yeah, it's so bad. Oh, because because all of this, like, they have this argument about, like, humanity, and, and she's like, well, no, at the end, it's like, no, humanity can be redeemed even if they're bad and fight wars with each other. Um, something about love, I don't know, it's so wishy-washy, but it's just like a really dumb version of 
the the pilot of Star Trek TNG, which is like you know, it's from the first. It's not one of the best episodes of TNG. It's I, like you know, actually, basic I really like that It's not. It's better than like any other season one episode, probably. Yeah. Um, season, season one has uh, yeah, it is. It is a, a very mixed bag. Uh, fuck, let's watch TNG instead of Wonder Woman. Yeah, but, it <laughs> is, but like that. So it's like, but I guess the idea is she's so devastated by Chris Pine's death that she goes back into hiding again but that that's not actually very clear in this movie well um, well we and then we know she at least like oh well now we got to talk about like just this is this is like the the perfect example of one of these movies where like you watch it like me i guess that was entertaining and then you just like stop and you think for a minute and you're just like wait a minute so yeah, just the big question I think on everyone's minds is, Diana, where the fuck were you at during World War II, bitch? What? Because yeah, you came was, out of hiding in 1984. So what were you, were you just like, I'm just going to sit here, eat my food? That's none of my business. Well, no, okay, here's the thing. She she wanted the Holocaust to happen because as <laughs> horrible as it was, it was necessary to create <gasps> the state of the Israel. The state of Israel! We, yeah. we figured it out. We figured it out. <laughs> That's you know what that is. I'm going to accept that that is the the logic. God, her performance loves anti-Semitic governments around the world. Oh my I god! Mean, they, they, they want they, they want them to exist because they want all the Jews to come to Israel and believe in the necessity of the state. They've worked with Nazis before, like in the IDF. They've had like ex-Nazi, like oh yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> okay, so that well, all right, that's plot hole filled. Great, um, but yeah, we we yeah, not even really gonna touch 1984 until we like have to because that's just yeah. like a, a mess of a movie from what I hear. I mean, this, uh, th- I mean, this was was this not a mess? Like again, this had one good action scene and a terrible script and. A terrible lead performance. Um, Everything about this, like, I was just looking like, through this movie, the IMDb, this... too. Like, not only is, like, aside, like Zack Snyder aside, and, uh, the other guy. Like, the two other guys who did, like, the story are both, like, TV writers. The cinematographer, not only did he, did he do, like, the Josh Trank Fantastic Four movie, but, like, everything else he, he's done is, like, television. Like, these, like, the... Movies are no longer made by like film people. They're made by like shitty TV like industry people. Um, and then just yeah. yeah, like by hats. But like yeah, the the collective. The, I think more than anything, we want to talk about like the collective delusion around this movie being a good, a good DC movie. B being a good movie. Because it's and, it's and not C being like some sort of important social message about feminism, or po- yeah. Or something. Go, the idea uh, so of going we, to see it as political praxis. Do we do we want to move on to like kind of the response to the movie and the and the, the cultural yes around it? Because I know you've I have, got some I have articles a, and stuff and okay, one yeah. last stupid point to make, but it's it's very funny because in the movie her origin uh, is changed a little bit, so she's the uh, the daughter of Zeus. And yet, in this movie, 
Uh, she acts more like a clay statue than she ever did. In the, in the <laughs> a, clay sta- a clay statue would have been a better performance. It would no, have I've been. seen more. It, I've seen more emotionally expressive statues. I've seen more emotionally expressive uh, uh, Kmart mannequins. <laughs> oh, could oh she she's been replaced by like remember those old navy commercials with the mannequins? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I those yeah they're just moving yeah. them with a stick, you know. You know, actually, one of Gal Gadot's early roles was as the mannequin in the movie Mannequin, but when the mannequin isn't alive. Yeah, she was in that uh, the Twilight Zone episode where uh, where it takes place in like a mall after dark or whatever, and one of the mannequins comes alive. Was that Twilight Zone or was that Outer Limits? Uh, I think I that was Twilight Zone. Know. No, it was Twilight Zone. Uh, I, yeah, I know the there, after there was, a, That's there was a good an episode. old Shaq the Night Stalker episode that also had mannequins coming to life. Damn, TV used to be so good. Yeah, you know, it's like you watch old TV. I mean, there's a lot of bad old TV and stuff, but like there was yeah. like a baseline level of like craft and respect for the audience that you could get out of at least some of it. Like I've been watching some Columbo and Columbo was like really great, but it's like they worked within and 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 uh, they, they worked around the medium. Like those shows are kind of more like stage plays or adapted from stage plays because it fit what TV was, right? The kind of performance you give, the type of story you can tell, your your budget limits, your kind mm-hmm. of your reduced time to do setups and stuff. Um and now we've got movies being made like TV, which is like, why? It doesn't serve the medium at all. It's just I don't it's not cheaper. They're spending all this fucking money. I So yeah, no, let's yeah, let's move on to Wonder Woman uh hashtag i'm with her this is my fight song <laughs> we, were, we were i don't know was it off i think it was it was off my or before we started recording we were just like you know like how why was this so well received at the time we, we determined kind of you know just the political climate in which it the yeah, political Stockholm cultural climate in which it, yes um and, you know, the fact that, like, coming off of several, like, bad, disappointing DCU films, like, people were really, like, either ex- expecting the absolute worst. So, like, this, which, which like, barely, barely, like, pass, like, barely, like, crosses the bar and the bar is like already like so low on the floor it's you know like subatomic but so like i i i think it was just like a it was like a, a, a what's the thing like a mandela effect uh but like no the evidence the evidence that people loved this movie and thought it was like politically meaningful and culturally meaningful is is here and so i'm going to turn to probably one of the worst perpetrators of this uh uh thing i've decided to call the geek girl industrial complex um i'm looking at the mary sue's uh review a, a great website Woman. full of excellent writing <laughs> uh, a, a uh, website absolutely. which once upon a time i would cite heavily in things i wrote and was like wouldn't it be nice if i wrote for the mary sue and i i cringe upon that former part of my life but uh, just strap on uh, uh, strap on your diapers and hold on to your seats. Strap on your strap on. Strap on your strap on. Strap on your strap. Uh, the title of this review. Oh yes, 
Wonder Woman is everything you're hoping it will be. Uh, by Vivian Kane. Uh, so I'm just I'm gonna read this whole thing because it's relatively short and just just chime in whenever you feel like. Hold on a minute. Can I can I read Vivian Kane's author bio? Uh, let, I'll read it. On it. Oh. Okay, yeah, you should actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like it. boring. That's boring. No, it's just, just like, like born in San Francisco and radicalized, radicalized in Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. That's just so lame. Oh, that sucks. Okay. Oh, that is there ass. are a lot of hopes and dreams that have been pinned on Wonder Woman, practically since its announcement, or maybe much longer. The movie has come for so many to represent what female superheroes can do on screen and off, what an entire gender of women filmmakers can do. I, I, I want to stop that. Hold on. I want to stop that right there all of a sudden because like this, this is already falling into like one of those things that drives me crazy where like people just like consider like a handful of like like female like directors who've made like Hollywood crap and they're like this is these are the definitive women filmmakers as if like female fin- filmmakers aren't like a huge part of like documentary filmmaking the avant-garde and whatnot but okay yeah what about Mary Heron what about American Psycho? <laughs> exactly. No one ever wants to credit what, that movie. Yeah. Um, somehow. Or like any movie. Catherine Bigelow films, and she's like a, a big, like you know, industrial military industrial complex. Student. Oh yeah, yeah before, definitely Blake. before zero. Yeah, before zero dark thirty. Yeah. Point Break, not Point Blank. Point Break. Yeah. <laughs> also, point point Blank. Also, really need to watch Near Dark and Strange Days. Uh-huh. They're great. Strange Days is great. I, I also need to see Strange Days. That's that's the movie Angela Bassett should have gotten it. Oscar nomination for it, not fucking Black Panther too, or even you know what? You know what was directed by a woman? Wayne's World. Yeah, Penelope Spears. Yeah. Yep, director of uh, the uh, 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 the end of Western civilization. Oh, great I fucking watch that. great fucking documentary. Um, yeah. hold on, let me let me continue. Um, so Vivian continues. Somehow the movie manages not to disappoint. Is it the perfect movie? No, of course not. But just because it's had the unreasonable burden of being the modern woman-centric Citizen Kane meets literally every great movie of every genre imaginable, parentheses, if you've been listening to the internet at least, end parentheses, that doesn't mean it's not the exact movie you want it to be. I don't want to devote too much time, parentheses, I didn't want to devote any time at all, really, end parentheses, to that subsect of men who have attempted to, and to some degree, succeeded in claiming the movie's narrative for themselves. But know that when I say this movie is whatever you want it to be, that extends to if that you is a horrible man-child who assumes this is all feminist propaganda with a woman shooting and saving all the men and empowering women to believe in themselves and other women. If that's what you're rallying against, then yeah, I super hate to inform you that that's what this movie is. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry. Um, yes. I I, my, I I rolled my eyes so hard they popped out of my head and rolled across the floor. I just need to go grab them for a minute. Um, <laughs> yeah, I actually died, actually. Uh, I have to go. <laughs> See, this is something I notice with all of these types of defenses of these movies is it's like, um, like they're, they're like so aggrieved that someone would not like these movies that they have to point to only the worst type of guy who doesn't like these movies then they also have to do that thing of like 
whatever you want to see in the movie is there. You're allowed to like it. Like you're you're always allowed to like anything. But there there's this, What's like, this woman's name? This that someone somewhere criticized it and I, I don't know. Like what is it that causes people to be so to become stands for movies and products and stuff? <laughs> what what was this woman's name again? Vivian Kane. She related to Bob. How do you spell? K-A-E. It's exactly how it sounds. Yeah. Is it, okay. It is It is the Bob King. Oh, yeah. No, this this woman. Oh, hold on. Uh, oh, did I get signed out of Twitter? Oh, no. Oh, if, uh, it, if you reveal it, if she has you blocked, that's going to be really funny. But it's, I, I love this too, where it's like, it is the movie where the woman saves all the helpless men. And it's like, great. That's. That's what you're impressed by. It's like everybody. It's like the. It's like the '90s never happened for these people. I don't. Yeah. It's like. Maybe they. Maybe they're literally just shills. But it's like, yeah. It's like they're still impressed by stuff that hasn't been groundbreaking in my entire lifetime. Like, I've seen women kick ass. Like, I've seen Aliens came out in 1986. And that entire movie is just Ripley being right, and everyone else in the movie being yeah. wrong. <laughs> But also, Aliens was made by Big Jim, and it's yeah, big, big Dick Jim. <laughs> give, give it up to Big Dick Jim, the greatest to ever do it. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, he's he's never topped it though. Uh, okay, now that we've cleared the room of those dummies, oh wow, is this movie great? Even before the movie began, I was surrounded by fans of all types. I'd guess that a full third of the fully packed audience was in some sort of costume or fan gear. <laughs> you know, you know, it must have smelled rank in there. You know, it smelled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, women, women, and men both were supporting not just sporting not just Wonder Woman tributes, but any number of comic book themed outfits. Green Lantern uh. and Flash shirts were represented well. And if what you're looking for is another superhero movie, this not only meets expectations. It will for sure exceed them. So so far, she hasn't talked at all about the the content of the movie, and she's oh, like, because yeah, the content halfway through this review, the the, oh, the only content the that matters is that it's got a female director and a female lead, and the female lead does all the ass kicking. Uh, the actual content's irrelevant. It's what you bring to it that matters. Oh, she's the she's senior the editor. She's the senior editor of the Mary Sue. You know, I was yeah. I was gonna say that she's the type to scream at black teenagers on her yard, but she retweeted a couple of my mutuals. So uh, I guess uh, I guess it sort of all. Maybe she maybe do LA gotta, really do we did gotta go easy. Do we gotta go easy on her? Well, no, she's already radicalized. She was radicalized in Los Angeles. Hey, listen. Like, I yeah. It, I, I guess I guess she might have snapped out of the uh, the annoying thing. I mean, Vivian, Vivian, if you're listening, uh, I listened to our Star Wars episode. We we tore my published essay to fucking shreds. It's it's okay. I'm 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 proof that. Yeah, know, yeah. N- Nicole has learned. I've, I'm recovered. Yeah, I'm I can. Recovered. I can fix her. Hold on. What is she looking? I can, <laughs> I can fix her. <laughs> I can fix her. Um, uh, her yeah, I can fix her. Her profile picture can... is a cat. It is a cat. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. We should. We should probably cut a bit of that. Like, I don't really want to. Yeah. Attack nah. Yeah. Her as a person, too much. I just want to pick apart this as a yeah, example me... of the 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 cultural. Yeah. Let me continue. Um, the movie follows the same basic hero's journey as any installment in the genre, but nearly every element feels like infinitely more care was taken than with its equivalent in 
the vast majority of comic book movies. Patty Jenkins can direct the hell out of a fight sequence just as well as a bit of physical comedy. The world building here of the mess, the mess, fuck it, especially, but also of a somewhat supernatural one World War One era Europe is spectacular, starting with the uniquely beautiful origin setup sequence. The drama and action are well balanced with just the right amount of silliness, especially from the reportedly loosely scripted scenes between Gal Gadot and Chris Pine. Speaking of Pine, anyone that saw Into the Woods or his perfectly fine episode of SNL knows the comedy he's capable of. He really shines here. If you're looking for a comic book movie, this is a supremely great one. But if you're hoping that this movie lives up to unreasonable burden of proving a woman can lead a blockbuster, action-packed comic book movie, this is it. I can't undersell the satisfaction of how this movie embraces womanhood wholeheartedly. When Diana first meets and rescues Steve Trevor, it feels like a nearly shot-for-shot Little Mermaid homage. But then Ariel goes and kicks so much ass. This movie not just allows, but revels in female lead being romantic and funny and naive and so strong while remaining at her core rooted in kindness. Have no doubt this movie does Wonder Woman justice as well as her fans. Image by Warner Brothers. There's nothing this movie does that wasn't done in like The Fifth Element. And that came out, what, 1995, 97? 97, I think. Yeah. Um, There's nothing ground. No. And I mean, like, look, it's, it's, she can be kick-ass and naive and like, 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 I like a complicated character, but this isn't a complicated character. It's an incoherent one. It would be okay, really well, funny here's, if she, uh, well, if she had movie, a I also want the IndieWire um, uh, review, like the glowing IndieWire review, which is like, this is like an actual industry review. Like this was the IndieWire critic pick for yeah, that specific I just, before we, we move too. on that one, it's just that, oh, it's like Ariel and the Little Mermaid, but she kicks ass. And it's like, you're a grown adult. Right, like, I get. Yeah. I mean, I caught I that it's like visual Ariel, too, but kicks ass. He, you did. Oh, yeah. I didn't catch that. Yeah, and like I get, like I get how that would be like appealing if you're like twelve. And like, don't get me wrong. Like again, like you can be like a badass woman who's also like a like all yeah. you can do whatever you want to be. You know, um, I just again like this. This character has none of that stuff in her. She doesn't have contradictions. She just has, um. It's just a golf ball, and you're looking at the divots on the golf ball and acting like you're looking at a sculpture. Like that's- and also, also, just surrounding this, too, is just, like, I feel like any, like, at speaking as a film reviewer myself, like... I, as a I, film the, reviewer. As, as, I'm going to hold my nose. As a film reviewer myself. Oh, God, never uh, do that again. R.I.P. to Miguel's ears. Um... But, like, I would definitely mention the fact that, like, you know, Gal Gadot served in the IDF, the political ramifications of this movie, because I believe it was also, it was banned in Lebanon and a couple of, like, other countries, and people, like, spun it because, oh, because it's, you know, woman-led. It's like, no, because the lead actress is part of the IDF, and, like, clear clearly, like, a... You know, that, that's, like Israel, that's like Israel evil. banning a movie because Herman Goering starred in it. Yeah. So just 
like that's like the the fact that none of these reviews like even like take the time to just act acknowledge that fact and you know if it weren't if it weren't for the fact that like this movie is a complete star vehicle for Gal Gadot, maybe I'd be like, okay, like she's not that, but she's the star of this movie. This is a yeah. star vehicle for her. Like but this here's, IDF here's, fucking warrior princess. Here's, here's the thing with that, and with that kind of corporate bourgeois liberal feminism, is that it 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 it, it, it the mere fact of a woman having power whether it's like social status power or being physically powerful or being a queen or president or ceo that is all that matters yes how she gets that power how she execute what she does with that power whether anyone should have that power that's all irrelevant and if you go well i think no one should have that power at all you're just being sexist because now that women get to do it it's it's like it's like if the confederacy was still around it'd be like oh so now a woman can own slaves you think it's wrong like that What's would be that? the shit they say. What's that? What's that? You know, I have good like the, you know, about, the, uh, the, the gay, oh, yeah. gay pride parade is jumping bombs. Oh, I have good now. news about the Mary Sue. Uh, they, they have turned on Wonder Woman. Uh, oh, breaking news. They, Mary they did Sue not turned on with, Wonder Woman. They did not fuck with Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, in fact, they I don't did think actually, anyone they, fucked with 1984. Yeah, though. 1984 kind of broke the spell a bit. It's very funny. All the all the first, like, all the, like, before the movie came out, it's like, ooh, we're so excited to see Wonder Woman serve cut in the new fucking 1984 movie. And then when it comes out, they just have, like, 80 think pieces about, like, why Wonder Woman 1984 is a bad look for Israeli-Palestinian which is the correct take, but it's very funny to see like the the switch up like that. Just a, just a matter of a couple of years. Uh, I, d- I was just skimming their recent articles from uh, from today. The MCU embracing father slash daughter relationships is beautiful to see. They're talking about Ant Man Quantumania. They did that in the first Ant Man. What is like? Why is that worthy of a think? Well, because now she's on the adventure with them. I guess I don't know. I just. I thought it was funny, even even though critics are kind of turning on the MCU, it seems like lately, uh, that they still had that one in the chamber. Um, but uh, yeah, that was yeah, definitely was, a, a scheduled tweet. There's also like a it. lot of like like lore explainer articles, yeah. which are like the worst kind of content in the world. But uh, let's yeah, so like you got another one from IndieWire. To, yes, uh, take this one, this I'd say is the more egregious one. So like Vivian Kane. You're you're off the hook. You're honestly not bad. Your prose not bad. Everyone's allowed to have their cringe phase and grow from that. Uh, Kate Herbaland, though, uh, she wrote for IndieWire as uh, she picked it as the IndieWire critics pick. Uh, Wonder Woman is the DC er, Universe's er best bland indeed. Wonder Woman is the DC Universe's best superhero movie yet, proving the future is very much female. Uh, although to to in her defense, sometimes the the authors don't have any say in their headlines. But that is that is a pretty bad headline. That's painful. <laughs> uh, Wonder Woman is a war movie. Patty Jenkins first, and we hope not last. Entry into the DC expanded universe is primarily set during World War One. But while <laughs> the future doesn't balk at wartime violence, it's the internal battles of its compelling heroine that heroine that are most vital. Gal Gadot's Diana Prince, a.k.a. Wonder Woman, though no one calls her as such in this standalone feature, 
made her as boring, but okay. This Diane is startlingly pure of heart and clear-eyed in her vision. She's a neat sort of throwback to the circa 1978 Superman, which was similarly anchored by a superhero of intense goodness. It's a fine counterpoint in a franchise so often given over to so-called dark and gritty sensibilities. Alan Heinberg's script, with story credits for both Zack Snyder and franchise newbie Jason Fox, I don't care. I don't care how his last name is pronounced. It's Jason Fox. Uh, What's Jason Fox been up to recently? I, I think it's. I think it. He also Bucking? just does television. Just a television hack. Um, provide a compelling backstory for the Amazons and Diana that pulls from various incarnations of the classic character. When we first meet Diana, played first by young Lily Aspel, she is the lone kid on the Amazon island of the Messira. Born from equal parts clay and her mother's burning desire to have a child, she's clearly beloved by the rest of the Amazons, especially her doting mother, Queen Hippolyta. Uh, Regal Connie Nielsen. What what is Connie Nielsen been in? Oh, Connie. I thought it was Robin Wright was her mother figure. No, Robin Wright is the one who trains her. Oh, yeah. I just kind of took her, therefore, to be the... I guess maybe that's more of her father figure. Uh, Sorry. And her... And her badass aunt, Antiope, Robin Wright, a warrior <laughs> through and through, but she's wary of being too sheltered by the infection. By, by the infection. Sorry. She, she wants to fight. It's a natural impulse for a young Amazon, but Queen, she's just like summarizing the movie, which is like, fine. Uh, there are other they, they heroes in Wonder fight. Woman, and... Anyone until the Germans show up. Like they always train to fight and wear armor all the time, but they've been isolated for thousands of years. Uh, there are other heroes in Wonder Woman, and Jenkins' film finds plenty of room for them too. The fragile peace of the Amazons is interrupted by the introduction of Steve Trevor, Chris Pine, uh, parentheses, a man, and what a man. I, I, I do agree with that. Uh, who crash lands on <laughs> summarizing. Film's blah, blah, blah. first big battle is a major standout. That's the worst battle it's sequence. It's the worst action sequence in the movie. Um, Set on the beach it's... in daylight hours, and it looks like shit. Uh, it looks markedly different from so many of the nighttime sequences of the genre. She's using genre like interchangeably with like the DC. Like I feel like she's explicitly just taking like that reads as like a a, a swipe. At, you know, the Snyder vision, sort of like dark, you know, slate yeah, color graded. But like, that's not what a genre is. She's, no. I don't, I'm, I'm, also, I'm, don't whatever people write about, about these there. movies, they write about them like superhero movies are the only movies that exist almost, which is, like, which I guess, they, in a way true. Yeah, especially uh, in 2017. <laughs> the emotional stakes are high too, and the film's early reliance on going deep with the Amazon tribe pays off in often wrenching ways. What? Does it? What? You know what? That reads as like a sentence that like I'm up against a deadline or I've been like sitting on this review for several days and I just got to get the word count out. So I like just write something that sounds smart in like <laughs> a, a certain string of words it just but is like so vague. Like a citation needed, ma'am. Um as Diana struggles to understand the impact of Steve on her 
Like, okay, she's just completely summarizing the rest. Let me go to the next page. I don't know why Indie Wire has two pages. Uh, I, I, I really get frustrated how many movie reviews just devolve into plot summaries. Like I get, I I get. Yeah, keep it, it like, to two. Like, some, like sometimes like, you need to. If yeah, but you but but it, but they they summarize the plot, but then they aren't summarizing it towards discussing the thing they're summarizing. They summarize the plot and say it was great. The end. Yeah, it's tightrope of t- it's a tightrope of tone, and even when Wonder Woman relies on its charm, so much of which stems between the bur- burgeoning romance between Diana and Steve, they they really don't have any chemistry. Jenkins and her film never forget the stakes. Steve's latest mission is dedicated to ending the German's nefarious poison gas program, a facet of war so horrendous that it's easy to understand why Diana becomes convinced that only an actual god like Ares could be behind it. Unfortunately, the film's villains are its weakest link, including an often flat Danny Houston portraying General Eric Ludendorff, a real life... Oh, this no, is he was so Parentheses, cool. parentheses, a real life baddie. And an occasionally compelling Alana Anaya as the so-called Doctor Poison. Oh, yeah, can we can we stop and say that like she she uh, Alana Anaya was a good screen presence, and I kind of wish that like She's in great. a parallel universe where this She's movie a is great good, Doctor Poison would have been the main antagonist. Would have she like, yeah. to do Doctor Doctor Poison um, got her like such a waste, such a waste, um, and. Parentheses, although the choice to have a female baddie go up against Diana is a smart one, it's in need of a deeper exploration. Yes, but the, the, ma'am, this is the this is this this also drives me crazy. She uses first of all, baddie as a word sucks. Don't ever yeah. use that. Are we the a baddies? real life baddie? It makes you sound like a child. It makes you sound like a little baby child. But she uses it twice in like two like back to back sentences. Like Come up with a d- another word for antagonist, villain. villain. Yeah. Uncool Else- dude. <laughs> Elsewhere, the final act of the film introduces a surprise string-pulling adversary for Diana to battle in a long-form, wildly bombastic sequence in which she lets loose. Bent on saving the world and killing Ares once and for all, Wonder Woman morphs into a chilling war film that earns the dark and gritty designation. <laughs> there's there's, there's one nothing. shot of a guy who, who lost a leg to artillery or something, yeah, and that's everything like else is totally too. bloodless. Totally bloodless. Com- the rest of the What year. the fuck? It's like she's describing come and see or something. <laughs> like like a chill as a chilling war film. And it's the most like aside from that, yeah, aside from that one shot of the guy with like enough for like, which I was like, oh hell yeah! But they put that at the very beginning of the movie to get your hopes up. No, it was, well, was like midway through. When was it? Going to the I thought it, it felt yeah. early. Yeah. Um, well, because the last half drags so badly. Um, yeah, but just the the fact that she's calling like the climaxes, the CGI fight mess that that always is what these like DC films devolve into uh describing it as a wildly bombastic sequence is is like it it confounds the mind to imagine just like it it feels like the way you know like like these kind of brains should be studied and like just really deluding yourself into 
describing something you thought you saw, but well, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's they're, like they're they're finding the movie they want. That's this thing. They're they're built so you can find the movie you want to see in it. It's a mirror. Um, but either that or they're just pay- like I said, like I, I can never escape the feeling that some of these people aren't that dumb. They're just paid to say this stuff and pretend there's a better movie there than actually exists. And I don't know which. Always know which is which. But also, it's like, yeah, has she like never seen a war movie? That's entirely possible. Per- uh. <laughs> Diana so she initially, never saw Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, sure. She probably saw Saving Ryan's Privates. <laughs> or Platoon. Um, no, I'm just going to skip the, the... Wonder Woman is as much about a superhero rising as it is about a world deserving of her. And Diana's hard-worn insistence on battling for humanity, no matter how frequently they disappoint, adds the kind of gravitas and emotion that establishes it as the very best film the DCEU has made yet. There's only one word for it. Wonderful. Great. Wonderful. Or the death of cinema. Great. A minus. What the fuck? And that's what so many people walked away from this movie thinking. And I don't like, it's just the incredible ability to, to it's pareidolia. It's like the, the ability to prime people to see what they expect, not what's, really there yeah um it's like do you know backmasking when they like put a backward message yeah we've a we've mentioned backmasking several times oh i might have used that as an analogy yeah. before okay yeah you just you don't it's, hear the backwards message until someone tells you what it's supposed to say then suddenly your brain can pick it out i feel like articles and reviews and all the clickbait is, stuff like this it exists to i think this is also like a style too like a style like i think we need to coin this like back back the backmasking like directorial like style like backmasking it should just be like like because that's what these movies do because they're so bland but they it's, like it's, calculate uh, their blandness in such a way that invites like people to project and like pull a better movie out of what's there a, a so magic, effectively backmasking it's a magic picture yeah um no, and it's yeah. I know. I watched this. And I was like, "How was this a big hit? This wasn't even like passable. This was like not even passable. It's just a big dumb action movie. Like I'm not this. Yeah, this was ass. <laughs> this fucking. I mean, sucked. you liked the like, you liked the guy in the feds though. I did. Okay, actually, I forgot about this. I got so mad at this movie that I forgot about the guy in the feds who is like is very much a Spielberg like George Lucas style. Uh, yeah, like, like straight out of Raiders or Temple of Doom. Yeah, yeah, I loved him. I hope, I hope that he's getting. What the fuck was his name? Was like Raul or some shit? What the fuck was? Well, it? I think his 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 character. Well, there's also like like First Avenger, uh, Wonder Woman Side has her own multi yeah. multiracial, multi ethnic, like war team. I've got there's drunk Scottish guy from Train Spotting, who's their sniper. Uh, uh, Fez guy, whose thing I I think his they, his, his they thing is like th- he likes to fuck. They all in theory he's, have roles because he's like he's like the face man, like he's he's, he's yeah. like, but like they don't do anything in the movie. Oh, he's yeah. in, um, he's in John Wick three, so he's they're, getting they're, his body good. They're just here this, for the same reason that um, uh, First Avenger had its wildly underused and underdeveloped Howlin Commandos. Yeah. And again, this movie just like they they're barely like there's that whole scene where they infiltrate that castle where like 
10 minutes from the front line. I guess they're having a big soiree and um, like nothing happens and then they leave. Um, yeah, no, this movie has so much. Yeah, like you say, it just like it just spins its wheels so much. Um, no, it's uh, no, it's it's terrible, and it's astonishing to me that like people have been and and so many of these movies are work the same way. They're so easily tricked into seeing better movies and are actually there in front of them on the screen. Um, like like I get how you can do that to just a normal member of the audience. But like you're a film yeah. critic, your job is supposed to see. Yeah, that general show. general audiences. Yeah. This is a movie that lends itself well to like general audiences. Well, that. It's then, like it's like it has so much wheel spinning, and it's and the yeah. scenes are so like mediocre. I I'm not even sure how it won them over, but okay, yeah, like but yeah, it's like it's like a lot of these critics now seem like they're on board. Like even if they're not getting paid or whatever, they're just like like they see it as like their job to just decide to like promote these movies because it's like, Oh, it's a movie with a woman director or whatever. And they don't see it as part of their job to, to poke through the veil of, uh, 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 advertising and conditioning and, 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 and everything that pre preempts you to like the movie. Like they see it as like part of their job as like, like, they see it as like part of meeting the movie halfway means accepting that and not ripping through it to get at what's underneath. Or it's like and they're consuming like, a designer brand, like or yeah. approaching it like a designer brand, where it's like, it's well, like, they've made good, you know, they've they've proven their quality studio that's going to be quality. And it's like, what is the point of you if that's not like the point of a film critic is to be demanding and critical and hard to please? Like that's what makes them valuable is that they evaluate stuff at a more pedantic level than the casual audience because it's meant to like push against and respond to the medium in the culture industry. And instead they just march in lockstep with it. At which point, why do you exist? Why are you getting paid for your fucking opinions? I can go on Letterboxd and find 5,000 people that love this movie for dumb reasons. Cause they watched it once and never thought about it again. And that's yeah. fine. What, do you, what are you for? Yeah. What is, you're, you're completely super. I mean, generally most film critics can be replaced by Letterboxd. But they can be replaced yeah. by AI at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, it's just PR essentially it just becomes even if it's not intended to be it be, ends up just becoming PR because it's like they're gonna quote you on that shit you know they're not gonna use some letterbox yeah cause you can't in the trailer you, and that's the thing as under the hood my understanding a lot of this stuff is it's you if you piss off Disney or whoever you lose access you lose your you screenings do. and if you if you can't put your review up Right away, you don't get the same number of clicks, blah, 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 right? You don't get wine yep. and And so, but at the same time, they have to maintain the pretension of credibility. So it's like, well, we'll give it an A minus. We'll observe like one flaw in the movie. Or it's like once in a while, you get like an Ant-Man Quantumania where it's like, we can't pretend this is good without losing what's left of our credibility. But it, yeah, I'm, I'm really not sure why Ant-Man, why this is now the moment when they turn on the MCU. But that's yeah, that's, that's like we'll as, later, as if there were you know as if people as, as if it's like as if the reception of than, Thor like Love and Thunder wasn't pretty bad yeah as if any of these movies are actually all it's that like much better than it's like there's surprise it's like there's surprise every time this happens um just yeah I mean we could do a whole ass episode on the whole review industry 
uh, specifically like the paid for like you know soups just taking disney money for your free like funko pops and, for positive and it, press and it, just and it, fanboys and it goes in out and directions because corporations have learned how to exploit fan culture it's they've been yes. doing it for a long time now how to develop how to turn people that like their stuff into and i mean i feel like like video games and comic books probably got to this first and then the hollywood learned it uh and and it's like they know how to turn people who like their stuff into stands who will tell you to kill yourself if you if if you don't like their movie who feel like it's their mission in yeah. life to make a corporation and its product successful and i feel like writers write anticipating that their audience are like that so you just want to and tell them what they want to hear which is so much stuff in general is just flattering your audience and telling them what they want to hear and that they're right, making them feel smart and special and blah, blah, blah. Uh, which is why so much media is so obsequious and trying so hard to make you like it. And it's so annoying and insubstantive uh, and it sucks. Um, even like if you do a patron, like I can definitely tell there's some people that got like big patrons where it's like they, they just end up making stuff that pleases their existing audience for the sake of pleasing their audience. Um, like I feel like a lot of like the people that got big on YouTube a few years ago, that like the bread tube crowd, that's kind of what they turned into. Mostly. Yeah. It's not even about like converting people from radicalism. Anymore. I mean, this is off topic. Yeah. You're but... not, you're not expressing your, your, your ideas. Honestly, you're not trying to persuade people. You've got people that give you money to just hear what they already believe regurgitated back to them and see the same jokes and the same characters and skits or whatever. Right. Um, it's just, again, that people that just like they get in their eddy and they just want to live in it forever. I don't know. Uh, I, I've never understood people like that. Um, Honestly, I don't understand stands and fandom people. Yeah, I'm just like is Grant Morrison. And then it's like it's like be prepared to die for this shit, you know. Yeah. But like having read a little bit of Grant Morrison, Grant Morrison doesn't seem like someone who writes for a fandom. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I mean, to to a certain extent, you know, their genuine love for like the comic book universes that have been created could be construed that way, but it's not. It's not. There's no cynical. There's yeah, no but it's, it's cynicism behind it. It's know? it's not like, um, you know, hey, look, I'm gonna make these two characters have a relationship because part of the fandom wants it. No matter yeah, how little sense yeah. it makes, or how disinterested I am, really, as a writer. Uh, Actually, there is there is a you know if you, if you use that to uh, if you use that to. Uh, Denote being a stand, then I guess you could say I get that that way about uh, uh, Nightwing and Batgirl getting together. I think that anyone who wants <laughs> Nightwing and Starfire to get together should be uh, put in the prison <laughs> from fucking. Uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm talking Silence about. The Lambs. Um, I mean, I mean, we all get invested in media. That's different. It's like yeah. when people treat it like I've been personally attacked because the story went away that I wasn't rooting for. Um, yeah. Uh, but it's or, also or justify like it as being writers, like morally try find themselves justifying like not liking it or taking issue with like it it's as a moral important. like yeah, yeah like a, a like yeah. on a moral but I, I'm talking basis. about writers writing for the fandom yeah or some element of the fandom or or something but like because I remember like God, that show Sherlock did a bunch of that Ugh. 
Yeah. Uh, I remember I used to watch, I watched Steven Universe and like that show. It was, even though I didn't participate in any of that shit. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm soy phasing so big at you. What? <laughs> Steven Universe. Yeah, so, I don't know. Steven Universe. <laughs> yeah. No, I know it's a big, it's, it's mostly fine, but it was like, it's, I didn't, yeah, did like it teach season. you empathy? It's fine. Uh, I didn't teach me much. I, I could tell like a season or two in that they're like, cause all these gems can fuse and become some other composite character. And I could tell that they were yeah. just like rolling them out for the fandom. Like how we're going to put this one together. You like that? It's like action figures. Well, we say new hat. And I was like, I, I wouldn't part. I don't participate in fandom at all. And I'm really glad I did for that one. Cause that, that one wasn't. Oh God. But like, yeah. I could tell that it was shaping the show that people were going on Twitter or Tumblr or whatever being like, Oh, they want us to put these characters together and do this and that. Yeah. And, um, I hate that. It makes for such terrible writing and storytelling when you're just constantly monitoring the most insane vocal people that consume your thing and trying to respond to what they do one way or the other. And it's like it's like every show feels like that now. Um, uh, uh, it's like written for or just written for social media kind of more generally R- written. I don't know. I hate it. I hate it so yeah. much. It's the worst trend in in media and in writing. Well, I think is I think that's a good a that transition. That is a perfect setting. spot. Yeah, so, no, I know. Yeah, let's to, talk about things we do like and shit. Things we would recommend watch instead of of uh, uh, Wonder Woman couldn't missing in action during World War Two. Yeah. Um, all right, you go first. Um, well, yeah, I already said like uh, Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman, uh, which if you have a library card, it's on Canopy. Uh, Canopy, which is free streaming service that you can get your local library in the United States, at least. I don't know about Canada, uh, but Canopy is great. I wish I had more watch credits per month. Um, but my other pick, and this I learned is actually coming to Criterion channel uh, or by the time you're listening to this, it is on the Criterion channel. Uh, it's uh, the heroic trio by Johnny Toe starring Michelle Yao and Maggie Chung, um, which I, I unfortunately was impatient and did not watch this on Criterion channel where I would have had no uh, technical issues would have been very nice, pristine, uh, HD because I think Janus just did a restoration of it. Um, but yeah, if, uh, haven't really watched a lot of Hong Kong action films. Kind of an acquired taste and like how hyper stylized they are, like similar similar to like a Jalo. But I really enjoyed it. It was really fun. The outfits were bitching. Bitching. Uh, I loved the part where a motorcycle basically becomes like a giant boomerang. Uh, and, uh, not, I forget the other, the third lead actress's name, but her character to tie this all in together, her like masked character in the movie is called Wonder Woman. So Heroic Trio is the Wonder Woman movie for you. If you really want to watch a, like, God, you know what? Just like, just like a Wonder Woman style, like Hong Kong style, like Kung Fu, like that would be so awesome. Now that I'm kind of like thinking about it, but yeah, that's uh, go if you've got a Criterion channel subscription, which you should. 
Uh, go watch Hero Trio. Uh, Cole, do you have any recommendations? Uh, I want to also. I haven't seen it, but I've heard good things. Also, uh, recommend the Heroic Trio. Uh, if you want, <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I recommend it. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but like all my friends that have seen it on Letterboxd, they're giving it five stars. Uh, it's been on my watch list for a while now. I might watch it when it comes to. I gotta re resubscribe to the Criterion Channel. It's, it's great. Um, my subscription is renewing on March first because it was like the first thing, like the first on day one of like lockdown when it was very clear like we ain't going nowhere during this like covid thing for a while that was i was like well might as well spend a hundred dollars and it was the best one hundred dollars i've ever spent i i i really it pained me to have to give it up when i was hurting in the in the wallet uh it was i have a subscription to all media via <laughs> yes 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 you can do it that way uh, yes uh legally acquire your media for the for the wonder for oh, the sorry, actual yeah. like non-hong kong uh wonder woman stuff uh i reread uh the, the trilogy of grant morrison's wonder woman earth one and it's phenomenal i, I posted a picture a picture of it because there's one part where if you take it out of context it looks uh kind of insane but yeah it's it, it was a tree bold like yeah it, it, page it i when i when i read through i was like holy shit i guess i knew there was a part that like people got mad at i couldn't remember what it was and then i was like whoa there it is um phenomenal yeah, yeah, I book out of context that would rile people up yeah um just great. It was a treat. You will read uh, the book and you'll know what we're talking about when you do. Yeah, um, I, I did actually provide a, a, a quote to it with some context if you need to some immediate assurance that I'm not pulling your leg, but I do recommend <laughs> to, to read it. Uh, I um, So I'm, I'm going to recommend something I watched uh, the night of uh, my birthday party on Saturday. Uh, what I think is probably the mirror opposite of Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman film, Barbarella, starring Jane Fonda. That's a good movie. What a dime! Yeah. <laughs> it's oh. uh, <laughs> it's 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 great. It's a lot of fun. It's a I can't explain it. It's not quite what I thought it would be going in. Although I now understand the 1980 Flash Gordon movie a lot better in context. Um, it's really just, just, uh, yeah, just get like rip shit stoned and just enjoy the Technicolor and the the insane, interesting, weird production design, and the '60s sex comedy and weird, hard to parse Gulliver's Travels allegory stuff. Uh, quite a hoot. It's crazy. Strange Without that movie. movie, we don't get uh, we don't get Duran Duran. Yeah, yeah, Duran Duran is named after a character from the movie. Yeah. He also reprises his role in uh, in a concert film uh, that Duran Duran put out that was directed by or supervised by the guy who ended up directing Blade and The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, Stephen Norrington. Oh, yeah. Stephen Norrington, yeah. yeah. But all, what, is, what else is he up to lately? Uh, I think he's a gentleman. Yeah, I think they ran him out of town. 
he got rid of yeah in fact i recently had a tweet where i was like you know what we should let him do one more you know i think he could do something he could definitely do something better than like the russos oh yeah he like, i guess yeah. he wanted to do a, a shang chi movie that was uh going to be uh co-directed by ong lee it, it looks like he had a few big projects that fell through. At one point, he was doing the remake of Clash of the Titans. At one point, he was doing yep. a reboot of The Crow. Um, yeah, I don't know. Too bad, though. Yeah, he's uh, not the shadow room. Also, he actually, apparently, there's a deleted scene from Blade where he played Morbius. It's Morbin time. There is, Steve yeah. Norrington as... Uh, Blade Rocks. That is a great. I, we've obviously we've talked, mentioned that before. That's a, a genuinely yeah. great uh, movie. It, it rocks, cop. I have a film cell from it. Actually, that's the uh, oh, it's the only film cell that I own. That's sick. Oh, in twenty eighteen, Blade co-star Stephen Dorff said Dorrington was making a film with miniatures in his own house. Dorff thought it would take him another decade to complete. So he's like doing a. He's doing the the episode Phil from Tippett Parks and Rec thing. No, he's doing the episode of Parks and Rec where, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, he is really depressed and he makes a stop motion. Adam. Adam, uh, J- yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, Miguel, insert insert the clip where he's like, would we do a not depre- need to insert press man make this? From, yes. We do not need to insert any clips from Parks and Rec into this podcast. <laughs> I'll show you my claymation project. Okay, now I've been working pretty hard on this and I think it's really good. So just hang on to your hat, okay? <laughs> okay. Here it goes. Did you pause it? No, I, hang on. Oh my God, that's the whole thing. That's three weeks of work, you're gonna be okay. No, 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 I'm not. You see, in my head, I thought that was really, really cool. In fact, I, I, I emailed Leslie two days ago and I compared it to Avatar, Chris, and how can it not be longer? Just, um, the, just one. I just, I'm just imagining Stephen Norrington's like on the Phil Tippett trip, like he's trying to do his own Mad God or something. Oh my God. M- uh, Miguel, insert the... Uh- some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. Yes. Yeah. You know what? When we, when we, whenever we mention Blade, that's going to proceed. Yeah, I guess that's a good place to close it out. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Yeah. Thank you to all of our patrons who support the show. If you would like to join them, uh, we recently recorded a uh, bonus episode where we discussed The Mummy, The Mummy, and The <laughs> my Mummy. Mummy, my, my, mummy, mummy. My, mummy. my Mummy, that's, we uh, haven't, as of right now, we haven't put the episode up yet, but I think we just found, I think we just found the title, the title, My Mummy, yeah. My Mummy, and Me. <laughs> I like that title. Um, it's a good title. Uh, and I think we had a good episode there. I think we kind of, uh, in, in comparing the 1990 Mummy to the Tom Cruise film, we found a kind of uh, a, a missing link homunculus between the kind of dawn of the blockbuster and, and the MCU era blockbuster. Um, so I think we had a pretty good episode there. Uh, if you'd like to listen to it, just $3 a month, uh, patreon.com slash death. 
Um, follow us on Twitter. Links yeah. in the description let's, and so let's, on. Let's plug ourselves. Uh, uh, follow me at I'm at Kunsaragi. Uh, <laughs> spelled like Misato Katsuragi, but with the no-no word. Um, uh, go read my reviews or whatever I've reviewed lately for the Arts Hughes, uh and go like my stupid letterboxed uh, reviews. I think the one Oh, speaking speaking of which, uh, my my review of Barbarella was when I'm inevitably arrested for cultural Marxist thought crimes. I wish to be sentenced to death via the, the or- orgasmotron. And you fucking Sue, at three days ago, commented, "You would." <laughs> <laughs> I would. Uh, oh no, you you go first. You go, I I feel like I feel like as oh, the gosh. as the most clouded person here, I should go last. You know. Uh, okay, I guess. Yeah. The I most clouded that. person um, here. Uh oh, at discourse underscore stew on Twitter. Um, oh, I'll just put it in the description. You know where to find me. Look up, and, look under oh, tyrojames.net. Check out some of my writing. Yeah. you know where to find him. He's under. He's he's in your house. He's underneath your bed. Go check your and closet. I, Stew's in there. I am a Twitter user at Java underscore Jigga. Uh, come see me talk about uh, Legos and uh, more Legos. Yeah, and I'm uh, making kale chips oh, in my air fryer. Uh, <laughs> hey, dude, they're so good. I've been snacking on them the whole time. I gotta they're get an air fryer, friends. man. They're... It, it's, so it, they have they have like good ones for sixty dollars now, and it's like fucked up. It's like you shouldn't be able to get for sixty dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you gotta tell me what model that is because I I bought a, a Ninja Foodie for my parents and and used it a lot at their place, and I really liked it. And it was it was good for like so you can make you could like roast a small chicken in it. It was also yeah and blah blah blah. But um, uh, I can't af- I can't afford one of those right now, but I could maybe swing a sixty dollar. Yeah, get, no, get I, a Patriot. Subscribe to the Patreon, so Stu. That could be there. Buy, buy Stu an air fryer. <laughs> they're so good. It was they're it was fucked my up. They, it, it's like it's probably made me cook like three times more than I I would have. I'm gonna go make some. Uh, it is. It, it makes it. It makes it so. Easy. I'm gonna make some yeah, shredded chicken street uh, tacos tonight. Laughing. Yeah. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, if we get right, the Patreon uh, to $100 a month, I actually I don't know how high the Patreon is. Uh, I know, it's at, it's at like 42 Yeah, if we get the Patreon to uh, to, to $100 a month, yeah, we we'll buy Stu a good air fryer. And if we get the if we get the um, Patreon yeah. to $1,000 per month, I'll, wa- I'll re- rewatch Bright for the podcast. Oh no! I can't. I can't rewatch Bright. I can't. <laughs> that's why I said. That's why I said a thousand because it's never going to happen. Oh man, a big goal. All right, yeah. no, wait. Just um, to be just to, just never. to be safe for ten thousand bucks a month, just to be safe. No, I'll say a thousand. I'll, I'll do it for a thousand. Oh man, yeah. Um, and if we get the Patreon to fifty dollars a month, uh, I don't know. Well, I'll, uh, I guess take all. Well, we my, are. We are going to. In addition to our commentaries and bonus episodes, um, we are going to start doing some raffles, some other. We're working on some fun things for the Patreon now that we've got a few more people on board. So yeah, yeah stay tuned. Keep posted. Um, but yeah, again, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you everyone who supports the show. Uh, have yourselves a great night. Uh, 
Uh, movies are dead. Long live movies. See you later. Night night. Killers, milk and cereal. Get it? Forget it. I have crossed the mystic desert to snap pictures of the poor. I've invited them to brunch, let them crash out on my floor. There's sunshine in my veins, my kitchen's filled with flies. I'm crying out of